Are you having trouble sleeping? Anxiety keeping you awake at night? Is your spouse sleeping worse thanks to your insomnia? Try new Lunesta. Lunesta is a medication that distills the essence of Minnesota United's 2017 season into 31 easy doses taken at 7 p.m. every Saturday and sometimes unpredictably on a Wednesday night or Sunday afternoon. Ugh, Minnesota United fucked up again. I'm going to sleep. Honey, are you okay? Fuck that, I'm going to bed. Lunesta. Because your body will force itself to sleep so it can avoid the horrible memories of Minnesota United's 2017 season. Side effects of Lunesta include rage, a desire to sign left-wingers, accumulation of scars, inexplicable shouts of anguish, and erections that might last up to four hours. Alexi Gomez isn't real. He can't hurt you. If Johan Venegas is haunting your dreams, call your doctor now. Ask your doctor if Lunesta is right for you. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Sasha. And I'm Caleb. This week, Holland takes Germany by storm, Chicharito takes his retirement stateside, and David Luiz watches David Luiz watching Chelsea vs. Arsenal. Uh, our first real show of 2020. Back together again. All three of us in a single room. Feels special, doesn't it? It definitely does. Triforce is complete again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I think the the other trio that we had come up with that would be equivalent to the three of us coming together in a room was Chara Chara and Ibarra. The Triara. <laughs> if Portland signs Ibarra, that, that, I believe you said that, Sasha, yes. earlier. I, I think that. that was maybe just my hope that he goes to a good team. And yes, I did say Portland is a good team. What if we had 11 <laughs> players whose names all end in Ara? Do you think we could put it, a, a competitive squad together? Of just that, because I, I I would really like to see. What I mean, that it, like. it depends on how you pronounce Tore. Is it Tara? Because <laughs> there's so many of them out there. Jimmy uh, Triora. Hey, hey, no, no, no. We're gonna talk about mispronunciations <laughs> with Gadi Kinda later, but because uh, it's kind of difficult to say his name sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if you wrote that sentence, it'd be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't do that until we start talking about transfers, but I had to get it in there. Um, but hey, the bonus part about all three of us being in a room together is that I get to ask my weird questions again. Oh, shit. I mean, you knock these out the park every week. I'm over here just like, I don't know. I'm used to it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so I've built up an immunity. <laughs> earlier, uh, my partner Ariel was sitting at the table and she was eating sushi. And you said... Uh, what kind of sushi? She said, free sushi. And you were like, that's a warning sign. Like, I shouldn't... That, that, usually, that's a bad thing. So, I wanted to ask you, what other foods uh, that can someone say something about them that makes you think, oh, actually, I'm not going to eat that. Like, uh, free sushi. You know, sushi by itself. Yeah, yay. Free sushi. Uh, not so much. Hmm. For some reason, the first food that came to my mind was like free sourdough bread. I'm just like, mm, I usually pay for it, and I know where it's coming from. I don't know why I'm just suspicious. <laughs> I love sourdough bread? Yeah. Why is it? Well, I just, it seems suspect. Hmm. Do you want some hot lunch meat? Some lukewarm lunch meat? No. <laughs> I don't want that. How long has it been sitting out? Why is it in the sun? Why? No. <laughs> I I have a, a irrational fear when someone <laughs> says fusion. You know? Because it's like... 
you really have to think like, is this going to be like actual fusion or was it, did someone decide to put sriracha in their pasta? You know, like <laughs> it's Italian Korean fusion. What'd you do? The pasta sauce is sriracha. Oh, oh. I feel like that's a legit prank you could play on somebody. Just like replace the marinara with sriracha. Like, or look the meatballs are Korean barbecue. It's like, no, <laughs> the flavors don't match. The flavors don't match. You know, one fusion that is really good that until I actually tried it, I didn't think it would be that great. Korean food and Mexican food put together. Like kimchi oh, yeah. tacos, right? Right. The yeah, flavors yeah. go together really well. Um, can I, you know, that makes all, a lot of sense. Right. All those conspiracies of prehistoric people using uh, boats to like travel the Pacific. You know, the the um, it was the South Americans who traveled to Egypt and all that stuff across the what's what's this what's the ocean between Africa and South America? Is it still the Atlantic? Between what and South America? Africa. Yeah, I'd say the the Atlantic. It's still the Atlantic. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the, so the, there was that guy, uh, Thor Humdal or whatever. No, Dudmunder Thorinson. No, no, no that, that's later. See, you're also going to the transfer <laughs> thing right away. But his name is so cool. Right. No, but there, there was this... Uh, I'm going to Google this while we talk. There was this boat called Kontiki. K-O-N-T-I-K-I. And it was made by this dude um, in 1947. He, This this guy took a, a raft across the Pacific Ocean from South America to the Polynesian Islands. Thor Heyerdahl, he's a he's a Norwegian guy. He wanted to demonstrate that prehistoric peoples could have crossed the Pacific Ocean if they really wanted to. And where did he crash? He made it. Oh, he did. I, I believe he did. I think. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I'm like, some breaking news here. I, I don't know. Call it soccer. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> I haven't read the Wikipedia article fully. I haven't given them two bucks. So I can't I don't get over that. the hang-up that he sounds like an MCU like toy Thor hair doll <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just the experiment like well brush his hair with his hammer yeah, 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 you know, just, yeah like Thor got a big haircut in the third Thor movie and now it's like the <laughs> Thor hair doll uh, that's funny yeah it's um yeah you can look this up Contiki he had like a Contiki 2 later it, there's like a whole museum and everything I, I've seen it anyway whatever we're getting like way off course how about we just Much talk like his about probably did at one point <laughs> right <laughs> And yet, and he found his way, just like we will. So, so there was a guy on Twitter who, like, actually two people on Twitter who were like, aren't I good Minnesota United podcast? And our podcast got recommended twice, once by me. <laughs> but they're going to be listening to this and be like, do they actually talk about soccer at any point? I'm well, sure we eventually get there. Right, right. But before we get there, I should mention that we've changed all our segment cues from last year. So we've got some new stuff to do. Uh, the first new segment that we've got is one called Bad Guys. Yeah, it's a segment where we discuss America's soccer's top bad guys, the two top divisions, MLS and NWSL. In there somewhere, we'll talk about Minnesota United FC, but uh, I'm going to keep you in suspense about that. So so first, let's talk about MLS transfers, y'all. Yeah, uh, NYCFC, NYCFC signed uh, Dunwender Thorinson, apparently boat captain uh, from uh, <laughs> Abitude Nordhoping, uh defender from the Swedish League. Uh, he's Icelandic. Um, I didn't see if any had any uh caps with the Iceland national team, but well, then when he also have like a part time job as like small business owner, and I said he's also well. a dentist. But third, <laughs> was that their doorkeeper was a dentist? I think so, something yeah. like that. But um, some NYCFC fan who is just wonderful here on Twitter commented, "I come from a land of Dun Wonder. You better run. You better take cover." And if they don't sing that song for him, they're doing it wrong. It's Seriously. right there. It's right there. I mean, I want this guy to succeed in MLS just so that we can hear an entire supporter section sing but that. But 
Swedish center back from uh, Icelandic center back Nordic uh, Scandinavian center back from the Scandinavian Leeds track record is a little mixed in MLS. But he does have the divine hammer that he can use to destroy the players on the other team. So there's that. Uh, that'd be red card, wouldn't it? I don't know. Like you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, not in the rule book. West Ham gets away with hammers every week, so I don't know. Then say we're in the rules that a dog can play soccer or that a man can destroy the okay, other okay, half okay, the okay, team okay, with. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I just want to like address this whole dog situation for a second. All of you on Twitter, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Letting Atlanta United allow you to like I don't know this would happen. I'm really send sorry. positive <laughs> stuff about them just because they signed a stupid dog. Okay, a it's, dog who's trained to be a guide dog. I don't care. It's in Atlanta, signed by Atlanta United. I hate that shit. Not I, I will. I'll give you some relief here. You can you can rest knowing that in one and a half years he's gonna get signed to DC United. <laughs> <laughs> and I got that joke from somebody from a DC supporter on Twitter. So, um, uh, also, I uh, want to point out that we talked about there's a pro guide dog podcast. Yeah, I'm pro like be, pro be, all be, dog. They're pro all dog, but also guide dogs are important Look, and we need man, them. <laughs> Atlanta United could sign like Mother Teresa and I would come out against her, okay? Her speed's gone down every time she died. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say I have nothing against the dog. I have everything against Atlanta, Atlanta United for a, picking a very basic dog and giving it a very basic name. It's Spike. Come on. Right? Right? Anyway, let's move on, huh? Uh, I'll point out there's also nothing in the rules. Back to my joke about a dog playing soccer or a man destroying half of the competition with a lightning hammer. So, <laughs> my wonderful joke that was interrupted by that tangent. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It really uh, is good to have all three of us back. <laughs> Chicago Fire assigned a 20-year-old Venezuelan defender, Miguel Angel Navarro. He does not have Wikipedia page. Unless oh, he's also a oh. 57-year-old swimmer. <laughs> but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, something tells me he can't be 20. I don't know, though. 50, you know, Chicago Fire, like, they, they, this is the kind of thing they would fudge, being like, look, guys, exciting 20-year-old guy. And just like this 50-year-old dude steps on the bench. <laughs> I thought they were just, like, taking names from Minnesota. I was like, I expected Miguel Angel Quintero. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fernando Adi, so we, we talked about last week how he was released by Cincinnati, kind of shock move that hit that they waved him uh turns out he's been picked up by uh by columbus except there's a little bit of uh fun times for cincinnati still yeah so cincinnati will uh pay more in 2020 to pay adi more in 2020 to play for columbus than columbus paid jesse zardis in 2019 to play for columbus <laughs> hell is real hell is real <laughs> very much so <laughs> um yeah, I, I thought this was a bad signing you, for Cincy when they just had, like, waived him and after all all, all of that. But now to hear that they're going to continue <laughs> to pay him, it's insane. It's yeah. just it's just madness. And I then, mean... Yeah, good move for Adi, reunited with Taylor Porter, who he played with under... Uh, played under at uh, Portland, where he had most of his success. Really hasn't translated... Didn't really translate that much in their geo and then was kind of a, a tire fire yeah. in Cincy. He was. It was. Although... You gotta ask: Was it was he a tire fire, or was Cincinnati the dumpster well, fire that set the tires inside the dumpster on fire? Considering that they had zero good strikers, including him, is probably a Cincinnati problem right. more than a him problem. And we'll see this year. Yeah, we will. Columbus. Yeah, we will. He's, he's gonna score a hat trick against them in the derb in the derby. You know that, right? It's gonna happen. Yeah, that, that that would. I mean, I'm kind of like you know. 
I'm kind of excited to watch Cincinnati in that way that you know you you're really excited to see that wrestling match where the like new scrawny guy who WWE just signed is going up against the Undertaker where you're like <laughs> I'm kind of like excited to watch this guy get squished but there's a small chance you know this dude will take down the Undertaker. Yeah, you'd be a little strappy. You don't know that. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But mostly I'm there to watch the Undertaker just demolish this dude. Um, but anyway, uh, Sporting KC's video board leaked the fact that they had signed a new DP. Midfielder Gadi Kinda. Is he dead? I don't know, but his name's great. <laughs> Gadi means car in uh, Hindi. So anytime I see the word Gadi Kinda, you know, written down, I think like car kinda. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it's got three wheels. It's electric, but yeah, yeah you guys, you could call it a car. It's not hey. technically an engine in it, but you can probably drive it. Right. Sure. I mean, yeah. You take the bodywork off and you put like <laughs> motorcycle parts on it. It'd be a motorcycle, but still, you know, it's kind of a car. Yeah, got it. It's like a, a Hindi a car dealer. Is I like trying to sell a used car? That's not very good. Does it work? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Did you from point A to point A and a half? <laughs> <laughs> did we did we figure out anything about him besides his name? No. no. Well, if he does well, we're kind of um, gonna we're kind of. <laughs> he has twenty one appearances for the no sixteen appearances for the uh, Israeli under twenty one team. One goal. He was uh, Ethiopian born. Um, and placed for the Israeli Premier League club Beitar Jerusalem. I believe he's on loan too at SKC. So exciting, exciting stuff for uh, for our friends in Kansas. Do you think he'll enjoy uh, barbecue, KC style barbecue, or do you think he'd prefer dry rub? I mean, the only way he does touch his dry rub. So okay. that's my opinion. I was in Austin. I didn't get to eat any dry rub. I'm kind of <laughs> sore about that. I was in Houston, and it was great. <laughs> deep breaths hey do you know the, the the austin airport you can actually buy a frozen slab of brisket to bring back with you like cooked brisket not just like meat at the airport that you like, oh i'm at the airport i'm gonna buy groceries no it's like uh the salt lake which is like one of the like major yeah. barbecue places in austin you can buy a frozen cooked brisket yeah that makes sense i did you did good yeah i'm very excited is it here it's downstairs. I'm not telling you where it is. It's, exactly. You just told me it's downstairs. <laughs> you go down in my basement. I'm gonna like lock the the, the door now. Today I I have brisket. I'll survive down there for a while. Hey, I'll come with you. <laughs> no, <laughs> one mouth basement brisket. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just down there like jerry rigging the dryer to like thaw it. Um, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, besides that pop, Atlanta have signed um, Jake Mulraney. Mulraney. Moraney from Heart of Midlothian in Scotland. Dude's 23. He's a midfielder. He's played in Scotland four years. He's ex-QPR. Big whoop. Um, <laughs> also signed uh, Adam John, uh, a striker for Phoenix Rising last year who were the best team in USL in the regular season, stored the most goals, and he's, probably, he's going to be backed up for Justin Martinez. I don't trust anyone with two first names. Well, it's J-A-H-N, so not really. So you're saying he just spells his name funny? Fuck him even more. <laughs> As a person who spells his name with a K, was that usually, I, <laughs> wait, 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 isn't that the right terrib- way to do it? Yes, yes, it is. Why, 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 what did you think? Yeah, we spent three like years <laughs> on the podcast telling people it's spelled K-A-L-E-B. Tell that to my baristas. <laughs> my, I mean, I always get the occasional C in Sasha sometimes, but almost everyone gets that right. There you go. Um, your name is Alexander, right? Yes. And so, all, when you spell it, like, when we spell... Sasha Cyrillically, it's uh, the letter C at the at the front. Right. So I can understand. Well, what is with? Okay, we, this is just going to be the tangent part. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just like gonna every off season part, right? <laughs> why do why do Russian names have those like established 
short forms because it's like all you know vasily is uh vanya right yeah, yeah. and then you've got uh Nik- nikolai is um yeah i think you you can have nika and you can also kolya have- kolya and then uh but but th- there are like these established things when there's, yes. there's a russian dude with a name you yeah. have like a short form like alexander is yeah. sasha like what first of all why is alexander <laughs> sasha yeah why uh, not alex so, so because uh, so asha would often be tacked on to the first letter when you're like addressing them as a child uh, but because Alexander starts with an A, you can't go A Asha. So they go towards the middle of the of the name. Well, it's Alex, and they go this the S sound, and then just make Sasha. Uh-huh. And then like I don't understand, so, like, understand where Shooter comes Latin. from. Oh, so, but like that's the you know the teenage diminutive or whatever. But so so it's like age related. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's it's context and formality and rage related. I mean I don't understand that. I can't explain Russian culture. <laughs> Okay, as as our Russian correspondent. <laughs> no. So, bears and unicycles are they everywhere? <laughs> How did you know my disguise? <laughs> oh God! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for humoring us. Philadelphia Union have signed Ilsenio on a one-year deal. Uh, no brainer. I mean, he was good for them. Yeah, yeah. Um. Too bad they can also bring Ibsen back, but anyway, Ibsenio, Ibsenio, right? Um, Merge them into one. Have a Ibsen, Ibsen, Ilsenio fusion. Right, exactly. Hey, there's this um, site that produces rumors for uh, the Chicago <laughs> Fire, Men in Red, uh, that was one of the first groups to break the Chicago Fire lo- new logo. So, like, we trust them. So that's why I'm going to report these. These are not official. Uh, two signings. First of all. It says Fire have signed a player who Minnesota United fans will be quite familiar with, Bobby Shuttleworth, who got roasted in the Reddit thread announcing this or, or related to this rumor. Oh, uh, poor guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, look, Bobby found a team. Go in the credits. He's a mediocre keeper, but a great guy. He's 15th or 20th best keeper in MLS at best. I'm like, whoa, relax, guys. He just signed to a team. Like, take pity on the guy. He was nice. Like, No, pity push for Atlanta. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Wait. It, oh no no! I was gonna say he plays for Portland, but that's no pity. I would really want them not to sign Pretty Martinez just so the 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 scars are like one pity, <laughs> only one pity allowed. Also, Atlanta fans, if they're not making a scarf called One Pity when they play at Portland, they're doing it fucking wrong. Okay, I'm saying it right now. Actually, we should make it. We should make a two United fan scarf for Atlanta. Those Atlanta guys buy any scarf you fucking throw at them. They paid like four hundred bucks for our Spider Man U.S. Open Cup scarf. Why not make like we should do this. Yeah, no one else steal this idea. I've copyrighted it right now in my mind. Yes, that is how copyright works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like that officing. I, 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 I declare bankruptcy. I declare I copyright. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All and right. they'll reward us with a, like a scarf of, with Spike on it. And we can all be right? happy. Yeah. So um, also another, another rumor about Chicago. They've signed a guy called Gaston Jimenez. He's going to come. Gaston. <laughs> he plays like Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's a, he's a designated player, central midfielder, who will not be available until March. He's 28 years old, one cap with Argentina in November 2018. He's in the preliminary Copa America squad this past year. So some strong possibilities for Chicago, but not signed yet. Pumas have announced that uh, Felipe Mora is off to the Timbers. He's on a loan deal with an option to buy. He spent half of 2018 with Pumas on loan before being bought out by them, and he's Chilean international who scored 19 goals and 65 appearances for them. So... Exciting signing for the Timbers. Yeah. Who um, are uh, looking to replace Mr. <laughs> Fernandez. 
Yeah, I'd like to see them just go with Jeremy Bobbesey, but I guess some competition isn't that all that bad. Yeah, uh, although, and he might be down for the Olympics anyway. So right, it's right. Nice contingency plan. We'll talk about Brian Fernandez later. Osvaldo Alanis is on the verge of reuniting with his uh, former Shivas coach, uh, Matas Almeida. Actually, I don't think he was his coach, but former <clears throat> Shivas coach because Alanis plays for Shivas. Uh, they're they're gonna anyway. These two Shivas people, okay, <laughs> like they like Shivas Regal Scotch. They're gonna be at San Jose, okay. Like it's just gonna happen, all right. Get off my back, you know what I mean. I'm sitting Shiva in this rift. <laughs> just hand, I'm just very somber right now. How this is going? Thirty year old guy, Oswaldo Alales. He's uh. Capped 23 times with Mexico since debuting in 2014. So, center back. Yeah, left-footed too, which is rare. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, There's a report that Mesut Ozil and DC United have sat down for a 2021 possibility. How do you feel about about that resident Arsenal fan? (laughs) (laughs) You have so many titles. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, I feel more qualified to answer this than the Russian question. Uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, I mean, Arteta is learning how to use... Also, but he's past his prime and ready to come to the MLS where he can, like, you know, still have... Retire? Not retire. <laughs> <laughs> from his European career. Retire from his European whatever. career, yeah. I mean, like, he hasn't done much for the German national team recently. Oh, he ret- did he retire from the German national team? Am I wrong in saying that? I thought he retired. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he like, he wrote that, like, three-page, like, diss of Yogi Love and the German Federation and, like, yeah. accused them of racism and shit, so... Yeah, then Yogi Love, like, picked his butt and sniffed it. Like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and, uh, oh, God. And he's, like, he's had recent controversy with China and his statements, and so maybe it's time he can come here and, like, actually have the freedom of expression and not be worried about brands and also just enjoy, you know... Yeah, from the D.C. where words don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Sasha, are you Sorry. wearing a, a members only jacket? God damn it. <laughs> no, seriously. No, he, I think he is. You've asked me this before, I'm not. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> yes. It's a really nice jacket. I really like it. But it looks a lot like a members only. It doesn't have the epaulets though, a members only jacket. By the way, y'all can go to the web archive and find the old members only website from like 1998 and it is hilarious. They have like a jacket with nobody in it, but it's all like puffed up like somebody's wearing it. It's like an anthropomorphic jacket on their website. <laughs> it's great. Um, all right. For everybody who's not like over 35, uh, members only jackets were really popular in the 90s. Then they got relaunched a few years ago. Um, We've lost everybody at this point. Yeah, we really have. We have no <laughs> listeners. I'm pretty sure my dad's, even my, dad, even my dad's like, I'm going to be done with this. No, one. your dad's like, I had like three members only jackets. Thanks not for referencing this great Wait, trend that I was probably there, a part of. There's three jackets and three of us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have, no, he didn't have members only jackets. Are you sure? You should go ask him. If he has some, bring him back. I'm not going to go ask him. I'm waiting for him to test me if he did or not after he listens to this podcast. Okay, all right. Sounds good. Yeah. It's a test. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you listen this far. <laughs> right. Um, Quebecois defender Zachary brought Gillard transferred to the Impact. I just pointed out, I was like, hmm, I wonder where he played before. Turns out it was the Impact. Yeah. He was on loan there for a little while from Olympic Lyonnais. So it's permanent now. Uh, played 13 times. Hmm. Uh, midfielder or- Orgy Okwankwo. I always get tripped up by that. Every time it's appeared in our notes, it's made me 
have to think like first of all because it's like orgy and then you're like <laughs> inside your head and then that distracts you from properly pronouncing his last name yes inside my head i wasn't leaning back laughing hysterically when you said that <laughs> on the microphone <laughs> uh so he, he uh he's also been signed from bologna um on loan though for the 2020 season he was also there uh last season yeah he well. showed some great flashes he had that really good goal that should have been their goal of, goal of the year for montreal at least you're right um kind of just yeah, great goal. We just pacing away from goal, turns around from outside the box and hits on the volley into the top corner. Um, now that he's used to the lead, I think he'll do better this year. Um, I put his over on their goals probably nine point five. Well, also think prim- the over. Under Premier League legend Thierry Henry. So you know, I, that should be good. I don't remember New York Red Bulls legend, legends, right? Right, right, exactly. Sorry, Houston Dynamo have signed goalkeeper Cody Cropper. So Dab Ramos' revolution in Houston continues. Did you meet Dab when you were down there? No, he didn't return my calls. Did you? Re- I didn't meet. Damn it! I was about to say I didn't meet RC. RC Cola. RC Ramos. He was cheaper and dirtier than Tab was, but. Did you know that RC Cola used to have like a sixty percent market share or some crazy amount like that? That's all we did. I remember like always having RC. Not I don't know if I. I don't know. I remember seeing RC Cola a lot when I was really young. Until yeah. we like, moved to Central Wisconsin from Southern Wisconsin. Have you had RC Cola, Sasha? I have, but I don't think it was as, as prevalent in like Hugo, Minnesota, as it was in. <laughs> and the R was backwards, <laughs> right? Uh, there's actually like a, a soda shop or an ex soda shop somewhere on uh, Minnehaha here in St. Paul, which has an original RC Cola sign. Yeah, I go past it when I go to yeah, the yeah, warehouse. Yeah. yeah, it's like, is it an antique shop or is it? I don't know what it is. Anyway, I, I actually genuinely like RC Cola. Also, tangent on our tangent pod this week. Um, I really like this cola from India that was made when... So, India banned all these multinational companies, so we didn't have Pepsi and Coke. So, this indigenous company made uh, Thumbs Up, which is a cola from India. And it's really freaking good. The Coca-Cola company owns it now, but it's got like a much crisper taste than Coke or Pepsi. And it's fantastic. And you can actually buy it at some Indian restaurants and Asian stores in the Twin Cities now. So I hope should. we're getting some of the money they're giving you for this ad. Right? Right? I hope I'm getting some of the money that they're <laughs> apparently giving me. That's all going to me and Sasha, actually. By the way, Inter-Miami has uh, these two guys, Matthias Pellegrini <laughs> and Julian Carranza. Apparently, they already have green cards. They're no longer international players. At which point, I'm like, How? Were they playing for other teams recently or like... No. I don't know. David Beckham has money, I guess. Yeah. He, he just shows up at ice. He's like, oh, I'm David Beckham. Give my players the green cards. And it just happens, you think? Or does he just like take his green card, like scratch out the name and like <laughs> put their... I name. think it's more likely that one. Just, I don't think ice is good at giving our green cards. No, they're really not. I have experience with that. Um, hey, let's talk about... <laughs> hey, let's move on. Right? Hey. <laughs> Vancouver signed 25-year-old winger David Milenkovic on loan from Hull City. He's got 15 goals and 60 starts. 96 professional appearances in Italy, Scotland, and England. So, hooray. That's his career in one sentence. Um, they also acquired centre-back Eric Godoy from uh, Club Atletico Cologne. Via transfer, as you will remember, Godoy was with them last year as well. Uh, Miami's kit sponsor. Hey, wait, wait, wait. This is actually a good point for us to go into our Minnesota United segment. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's we, that called? We call it Some Might Say. In this segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC and find a few things we might 
want to say about them. And uh, first up, we have a new player, Luis Samaria. He's finally signed. Mark Frankmark can relax, which he won't. No, because uh, there's uh, always another watch notch. Right. Watch notch. There's always another watch. You think we should get him an actual watch? Actually, maybe he... He maybe. has one. He has a... He got one at the DC... But who uh, watches the watch, man? He has a DC from uh, a DC... At DC auction last October. Oh, he actually got, got a watch. The... He got the watch with Nicholas Benedetti's face on it. So he got the. Oh, he he actually he, got the Benedetti. Yeah, watch? he got oh, it, which was perfect. Nice. Yeah, I don't know how much he paid for it. Probably enough. Not enough. It's or priceless. Enough. Yeah, so sure. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Mr. United should just hire him as a scout, just to like find random tr- transferred rumors from obscure South American websites. It's like if one of their scouts goes off the map and they don't hear from him, Fangmar will go on Twitter and be like, actually, uh, a newspaper in Liberia is reporting that Ian Fuller is signing this dude. So, Or like there's this paper in um, Bhutan that's saying that we've got a fourth <laughs> division Bhutanese left winger that's coming to Minnesota United. That's probably 43 years old and had, had knee surgery. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Sasha and I talked about Amaria last week, but uh, do you have any any words on core plays? Um, at 19 goals in 24 games is pretty good. Um, he was leading storm the Ecuadorian lead, but from what I've heard, um, Ecuadorian, le- Ecuadorian lead is not known for its defense. And from the highlights, highlights he, looks a, he looks a lot faster than the defense, and I think it's a lot of... His movement is good. I don't know how it will compare to the speed of MLS center backs. So what you're saying is he comes in a big yellow tub that says, I can't believe it's not Angelo Rodriguez. I can believe it because <laughs> he stored double-digit goals in the year. He's fast. He, he's fast. Yeah, okay. Um, Can we just take a moment of silence right now before we pour all of our hopes and aspirations and pressure <laughs> onto this one <laughs> signing that is now our like forward... <laughs> Because that's what, I mean, this I'm, is what I'm we Minnesotans do. Like we heard Quintero, and suddenly it was just like it was, we had a brief moment of excitement before it was just like every expectation in the world for him. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm on the I'm on the toy train still. All right, choo choo. P- pile my hopes and dreams onto him. Good, good. He'll take them in the coal truck, put them in the engine, burn them. Steam comes out. Okay. Uh, Am I sad or happy in that situation? Right, I don't know. I don't know. I hope the dudes are burning, but it's fueling the train. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, teams in preseason in Florida. Good yep. for them. Yeah, It's warm there. Yeah. Thomas uh, Chacon doesn't have to wear his outrageously large jacket. It's <laughs> <laughs> better than he is. Right. He seems uh, to have slightly acclimated. The, the right. jacket's smaller. Well, he, he definitely drew his hair longer, which I'm pretty sure is to just combat the cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, Insulation. He's, he's going to come back to... And looking like a sheepdog from uh, Looney Tunes, that sheepdog that had to like push his hair out of its eyes to see, yeah. The uh, the rumors still continue. Apparently, we're going to sign uh, a Boca Juniors twenty four year old number ten called Emmanuel Reynoso. There have been some reports that he will not actually be allowed to leave Boca because their primary number ten is off to the Premier League. Uh, who, by the way, is this guy named Mac Allister? Like his last name, <laughs> I'm not kidding. He he has another. He has a first name. I forget it's what it like is. Like a cop asked you your name, and you're outside of Metallica College. And you're like, I'm Mac, <laughs> the Alistair. Okay. <clears throat> so, so so this guy's name is Alexis Mac Alistair. He's an Argentinian guy, uh, whose father uh, was what, where was his name? Was I, the founder of Metallica College. We know this. Carlos Mac Alistair, uh, who was. 
he's of Irish ancestry, Irish and Scottish ancestry. And so, like, these guys are, like, super, like, English-looking, like, Irish-looking. Okay. And, but he's off to the Premier League now. I, I, I had no idea that these guys were part of Argentina. And uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. If we do sign him and he's here in time for the friendly against Augsburg, I want to hear all the college memes. There <laughs> you go. Costa versus Augsburg. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fantastic but uh, McAllister's gonna go to the Premier League we're gonna get a Reynoso hopefully we'll see hopefully yeah oh. but maybe we'll get him after he retires so retire to MLS okay hey by the way we didn't refer- reference this whole retirement thing with Chicarito coming on with a like this super heartfelt video with his family and he says this one thing guy gets a screenshot and you know he's saying I'm gonna retire from Europe which is you know he, he's he's Talking about all his hopes and aspirations, like it makes sense. Uh, the in dude context. played in three different leagues in Europe, three of the top leagues in Europe, and I—he was never the main guy on those teams. He was never the main guy, and and then won anything with those teams. And so, yeah, it's a dream that he probably had growing up that to be the main guy on a huge team in the Premier League, the Bundesliga, the La Liga, and win something, and it just didn't happen for him. And that's probably what he meant. But everyone took that screenshot where he said. I'm re- some about retirement, and then that was the end of the quote in the screenshot, and everyone went, he and just flew off the handles. It's like calm down for a second, but also it's fun- it's really funny that you're mad. Right, right. It's it's one of those things where like it's hilarious that MLS's huge new signing had this like gaff, which it was just a like innocent gaff. It wasn't a big deal. And so first of all, all the people who got mad at him for saying it, shut up. Number two, all the people who are like, <laughs> actually, you shouldn't be making fun of this. It was a really heartfelt, but you shut up too. We're just having a little fun. Like, everybody calm down. Let's all just enjoy ourselves on Twitter for a little while and then get back to, like, doxing people and being really angry and annoyed and, you know, murderous. I will say that video, you know, for an L.A. player, and I, I despise L.A. And, and all their signings, uh, he showed a lot more, I guess, heartfeltness than, like, he wasn't as, bra- as abrasive as Zlatan. You could actually like this guy. He actually feels like a real person and not, I don't know, like this caricature of machismo. Speaking of all that, hey, Caleb, you had something to say about Extra Time Video and uh, Radio and uh, Adrian Heath? Yeah. Um, Extra Time Radio, it's a radio show by MLS Soccer, hosted by Andrew Wiebe and assorted MLSsoccer.com writers. Um, but mostly Wiebe. I think he's on it. Bobby Warshaw, Taylor Tarr, Matt Doyle, sometimes on it. Um. Weeby was in LA a while ago and interviewed a bunch of coaches and players. Um, interviewed Adrian Heath. Um, podcast came out, I think, the last week sometime. For, it's just a 10 minute interview. It's worth your time. Um, I think the be the third newest episode from the top on the if you're looking at their podcast app, podcasting app. Um, very good interview. Uh, some good things in it. And I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Adrian Heath. I'll say that right away but i don't want him to fail and there's something different than like people this is a conception that if you're questioning heath that you want him to be the worst coach in the world i don't want him to be the worst coach in the world i want him to be a successful coach at Manchester united but i don't know if he can do that but the way this roster build is gone which i really enjoy getting death players from domestic leagues and also getting i just looking at south america and metatoa for bigger players rather than looking at the Swedish Norwegian leagues um, and getting death players and getting Tyler Miller, the way the roster has been built so far has been really good. And he said a lot of good things in this interview where, you know, he's talking about how 
teams are spending an alarming rate this offseason, and we have to get better. Um, if you're not, if you're standing still in this league, basically you're dying. Mm-hmm. You're falling behind. If you stand still, you're, you fall behind. And it's a, it seems like a no-brainer, but I feel like a lot of teams don't realize that we hold on to these players that we love. And like, if we still had Ibsen, as much as I love Ibsen, we would not be as good of a team if we still had Ibsen. Yeah, I, I think there's there's some reasonable kind of things to be said about having players leave at the right time. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on and talk about MLS news very quickly. Some bullets uh, of non-transfer <coughs> news. Miami kit sponsor is supposedly Qatar 2022. Hooray. Like the World Cup? Or yeah. like Qatar Airlines? Like the country. So it might be Qatar 2022. Cool, cool. That's according to the rumor. So. Horrible country with slave labor and is sponsoring a team in... Well, they're, they're sponsoring a team in, in La Liga too and I believe a couple of other places. But Miami still has two designated player spots open. Yeah, people are freaking out why they haven't filled, filled them yet. Well, one's going to Beckham. Right, I was going to say, he's <laughs> going to make a comeback. And the other though. is going to be Thierry Henry. No. <laughs> That'd be nuts. <laughs> the Montreal of Miami games would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see. According to LA Galaxy, since Chikorito has signed, the LA Galaxy sold roughly twice as many season tickets as they did in the comparable time frame after they announced Zlatan. So I said on the part a few weeks ago, hey, this Chikorito signing is, speaks much more to LA than Zlatan did. Yeah. Proofs in the pudding. Or in what the club spokesman said. Or the pudding that the club spokesman ate before going and saying. No. I don't know how it's comparable to Batum Batum signs. Because it's, it's a different lead now. But I wonder how that would... Chicharito signing would compare it to Batum signing. Yeah. And the numbers. You probably have to do some little adjustments here and there to make them more accurate. More compar- comparable, but... I think we'll definitely see. see comparisons like to Zlatan. And like Zlatan's first year in LA was not that great. They didn't make playoffs. They felt like they finished below us. So I mean <laughs> Ooh. Hard shade to finish below Minnesota. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, rough. And I mean, they finished below us last year too. You know. Maybe if he returns them to some form of their former glory, it'll you know, it'll pan I, out. I think it'll work out really well. Um I think Chicharito is a really smart player. Not that Zlatan wasn't. He's there are different kinds of players. Chicharito's yeah. not that, not going to be hitting the ball from 45 yards out and pass the goalkeeper. He's going to be more s- sly and more agile in the box and still has, I guess, some more shifty moves left than Zatan did. We just had to stand tall, tall and headed in. Let's talk about the fact also that Charlotte has sold 22,000 seed deposits in little over a month. All right, talked about it. Let's move on. Uh, Brian <laughs> Fernandez, we mentioned him earlier. He, well, there was some drama around him. He went missing. He signed for a Argentinian club, Club Atletico Cologne, but then he didn't show up for training because of personal reasons. Then his family hadn't heard from him for 24 hours. They reported to police. Tom Marshall came out and said, um, just a few hours after the news that he'd gone missing was reported, he said that uh, Brian Fernandez has been found. He was at his friend's house, apparently in hiding. Player told a outlet called Ole that he's been receiving quote-unquote threats and that he'll attend training at Cologne, which he did um, later that week. And uh, Fernandez apparently said that his father has been giving him threats of some sort, but uh, it's unclear what kind of threats. So kind of weird situation all around for Brian Fernandez. Feel really bad for the guy. Um, hopefully he's able to... Get the help his... he needs, yeah. Yeah, really, because he's really talented. So 
Um, hey, let's talk about NWSL real quick, and I'm going to give you guys a bunch of news real quick because we're kind of running down the clock. Usually we start with NWSL, and we didn't today, and that was a mistake. Um, first of all, uh, big news out of Rain FC who have signed a, a new head coach, uh, the fir- third in their history, Farid Benstiti, who has won uh, league titles in France, Russia, and China, and he's taken both Olympic Lyonnais and PSG to the UEFA Women's Champion League final. So this is good news just based on what I'm reading here. Um, pretty excited for Rain FC who, who saw their coach Vladko, of course, get promoted up to the U.S. Women's team. Um, so, so a, a good hire on their on their side. Thorns FC have confirmed that uh, Haley Rasso has departed. The Thorns will maintain her NWSL rights. It's unclear where she's headed to just yet, unless there's a news article I haven't seen. But uh, it's important also to note that Caitlin Ford, whose uh, rights they had also traded to Sky Blues FC, signed for Arsenal. So that's a pretty big loss for uh, for the NWSL right there. Um, should also mention that the. Houston Dash have signed Megan Crossan. She returns to Houston, um, who, where she had spent uh, four appearances in the 2016 season. She had continued her professional career overseas with, in Japan, Spain, and Lithuania between 2016 and 2018. Uh, real quick, uh, North Carolina have signed Haley Mace. They had acquired her rights in that McCall Zerboni trade recently. So they've completed that signing. But uh, I think that's that's all that I see from the NWSL this week. Um, we should take a break. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Part two of our show, we're going to start in the U.S. lower leagues in a segment that we call Friends in Low Places. In this segment, it's time to check in with our friends in low places, the U.S. lower leagues and their teams. First up, a former friend of ours. Well, not us as in, like, podcast. I don't know. Maybe you guys were friends with him. I wasn't. Nope. Yeah, but he he played for Minnesota United for a while. Came to MLS with us even. Uh, Ishmael Jome. He signed with Austin Bold. You're saying, Pretty- it, you're, you're saying it runs. Austin Bold. <laughs> See, it's actually bold in our document, so you have to say it that way. Uh, emphasize? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like with at emphasis. this point, <laughs> I feel like at this point we're like not privy to some information that all these Minnesota players are going down to Texas. Is wait, maybe Caleb knows. No. No, I'm, no. Barbecue's really good. Maybe it's that. I mean, after you spend like time in Minnesota, I'm pretty sure you want to go to the opposite extreme weather wise. So you're like, you know, I'm kinda used to the time zone, I'll just like go straight south. Yeah. yeah. yeah Chicago like, Houston, you heard it, twenty twenty two. My sleep schedule will be fine. <laughs> It should be warmer. All right. It should be great. <laughs> right? Hey, Dwayne Rollins said that he's confirmed with uh, USL that starting in 2021, all Canadian players, minus those with green cards, will be considered international players on USL rosters. This will mirror the MLS rules and will make it even more important for the Canadian Premier League to expand and provide more places for Canadians to play. So, there you go. Uh, I think that's all. Any Any other lower leagues... News bullets that you guys have seen. The I will say the Minneapolis City goalkeeper jerseys are amazing. I bought one. Yeah, they're alright. <laughs> <laughs> I am not one of those like jersey boosters. Like I don't like like all these fashion jerseys typically, but this one I was like, that looks fresh. 
So anyway, hey, let's move into a segment that we call The American Way. Let's hope there's a boot in the ass of both the American national teams as they plow through the qualifications for their World Cup and the Olympics. I wasn't sure we should use Toby Keith, but that just works. Yeah, too uh, uh, we talked about our stance on Toby Keith is, fuck that guy, he sucks. Except that one line that he sang out of context. Yeah, is and funny. I hope he hates soccer. He probably does. Yeah, okay. Uh, with two days to go before the quali- Olympic qualifying, the U.S., uh, rights to broadcast the Olympic qualifying games was finally acquired uh, by uh, Fox Sports. So that, that was pretty good. And uh, Jonathan Tannenwald reported that uh, the deal with CONCACAF and Fox also included the year's men's Olympic qualifying, the 2021 and 23 Gold Cups, and the 20, 2020, 2021, and 2022 Champions Leagues. Uh, so it's the first time in a few years that there's been an English-U.S. TV deal for the CONCACAF Champions League. So that's huge. Yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff going to Fox Sports right there. Um, US women are playing a game against Haiti right this second. Have one of you looked up the score? Uh, uh, three nothing. Uh, the Christian Press opened the scoring after just about a minute, minute and like 18 seconds. So that was quite, pretty cool to see that happen. But they're playing right now. So it'll probably end well for the US. Hey, um, Ivis Galstrap uh, from Soccer by Ivis said that uh, in his sit-down with Jason Kreis, there was an admission by Jason Kreis that there's been more MLS team rejecting U.S. men's U23 call-ups than European teams, and so he fully expects to have some European-based players for the Olympic qualifying. That kind of made sense, just as when the Olympics fall during the MLS season, not during the European season. Yeah. Also, it should say that Greg Berhalter came out and said that a lot of American fans overlook Giassi Zardes' talent. So. Dude's got a face for goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move into our next segment, Ludicrous Display. Ray, he's kicked the ball. Now the ball's over there. The thing about the Premier League is that they always try to walk it in. And in this segment, we talk about the latest from the United Kingdom and its leagues. Uh, first off, we start with the Premier League, where uh, Bournemouth... Beat Brighton 3-1. Yeah, a good game for Bournemouth. Um, they needed a win. They needed one really badly. They have been destitute this entire year, and they finally scored some goals and won. So good for them. Speaking of finally, our Aston Villa beat Watford, keeping them out of the relegation zone. I hope Aston Villa stay up. Why? I you like their kits? You like the claret? No, I just... Maybe I think maybe in the future there might be a Minnesota United Aston Villa like partnership. We kind of they're over here for a friendly. Maybe okay. something's going right. on. No, I have no base on like, this. Are you talking like these two of your friends who are like you know you've been seeing them around a little bit too much? You know, Instagram. They've been hanging like, you know, like stories. You're like, is there something going on? You know, Jack Drill is liking DeAndre's is uh, Instagrams a little too much. So I like, but like it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they want to see each other. It's fine. I'm not going to stop them. Right? Minnesota and Aston Villa, yeah, hopefully they, they finally decide to just make it official. Yeah. So let's hope so. Um, cry, cried <laughs> when Southampton beat them 2-0. Yeah, Southampton's come a long way since their 9, was it 1 or 9-0 defeat to Leicester back in like October. Um, they're out of the relegation zone. They're firmly mid-table and actually pushing for Europe, which is crazy. Yeah. Danny Ainge's. Former Burnley and Liverpool man having a hell of a year for Southampton. He can't stop scoring. Oh, he's finally healthy. 
Sheffield United played Manchester City, who beat them 1-0. And uh, Everton played Newcastle to a 2-2 draw. And um, Florian Lejeune for Newcastle scored both the goals in the 91st and 94th minute. I mean, if it happened to me on FIFA or FM, I would probably just, just quit the game. Break your probably, controller. Just like, no, I don't break controllers. They're so defensive. Yeah, I punch pillows. Okay, all right. That Softly. I just it, yeah. this is, isn't this like the second consecutive win that Newcastle has gotten an extra time yep. goal? Yeah, they beat yeah. Chelsea, was it? Like yeah, they beat Chelsea late. or 93rd minute or something? Yeah. It's it's great. They're <laughs> flying by the seat of the pants, and it's really fun to watch. <laughs> Speaking oh. of uh, 2-2, Chelsea versus Arsenal happened. And we referenced it in the intro. Uh, and it was just so great because David Luiz, former Chelsea player in Stamford Bridge, gets a red card uh, in the 26th minute. So Arsenal are down a man. Uh, and they're able to tie it up twice against a Chelsea team at home. Uh, but that's not the greatest part. Caleb, you were a witness to something. Yeah, they, there was a camera in the lower, one of the lower corners where they had a camera on David Luiz sitting in what looked like David Moyes' sad wine room that he had a while ago just watching a single tv of the game and then also on that game they showed him getting sent off while he was watching it was very surreal and <laughs> i'm not sure if it was like part of the game or like an art piece <laughs> there, there is that david louise from the world cup in uh 2014 was it or oh, just he... sobbing and talking well, well he he when when they eliminate when Brazil eliminated Colombia, he like had Jaime's around the like waist and he was like pointing to him, being like applaud this guy. And then when there was another picture like after Brazil got eliminated of him crying and clapping to the crowd, where they photoshopped him holding his own waist. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's a, it's a continuation. There also is that Nike commercial where the kids are playing pickup and they keep saying I'm this player. And they turn to that player in the, in the commercial, and two people say, I'm David Louise, and they both turn into him. So then that rest of the commercial, there are two David Louises. Mm-hmm. What if there are two David Louises? Are we thinking it should be like a. No? A parent trap I mean, situation going on? Was, didn't, didn't... Wait, is the other one Ganduzi? Right, I was going to say. <laughs> no, that'd be too obvious. <laughs> that, that's what they're preparing they Chacon never for. Chacon is growing his hair because oh he's preparing God. for he's it. He's turning into one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real just... disease to worry about, not the coronavirus. The right, David I was, was going to say, that joke just gave me the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, oh god excuse me listeners. Uh, we're having too much fun today <laughs> uh lester beat uh george michael and andrew something uh wham uh four to one uh west ham sitting right above the relegation zone they play the lead leaders my favorite team liverpool tomorrow or as you listen to this today so we'll see how that goes um liverpool thoroughly outplayed by wolves Last week, thoroughly outplayed, deserved to lose probably, and ended up winning two one. See, but this this is the, this <laughs> is the thing, right? Winners win games. Yeah, even that they should have quote unquote lost. I don't know the amount of times I've said, you know, last year we would have lost this game, or two years ago we would have lost this game, and yeah, it's been a lot of times this year, and now we're just winning those games. It's it's, it's kind of nice, right? But but this is, I mean, this is the thing about winning teams that win championships. <laughs> They 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 won a bunch of games where the other team was a better team. Yeah, that's what winners yeah. do. The my 
AP U.S. history teacher once told told me uh, told our class like the harder you work, the luckier the luckier you are. The harder you practice something, luckier you're gonna get bounces to go your way because you're gonna be prepared more prepared for that those situations. Basically. The Elder Scrolls games teach me that that's not how luck works. <laughs> <laughs> we should also mention Burnley beat Manchester United, which was the oof. big oof moment of oof. last week. Ollie at, at, uh, at right. Old Trafford. I mean, and, and it, it, a lot of credit to Burnley for playing their full senior team, giving a lot of respect to Manchester United. <laughs> um, but uh, which, by the way, uh, speaking of which, Liverpool having a little bit of trouble about playing their senior team in a replay of an FA Cup game at Shrewsbury. No, it's at Anfield. Oh, they played the first leg at Shrewsbury. They tied two ah. two. Played most, uh, mostly our oh, our that's kids. Right. Because 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 they're playing at Anfield, the revenue is more, which is why it's split fifty fifty. Which is because I know that the Shrewsbury chairman said that the replay would give them enough money to like uh, do some special stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Shrewsbury two, Liverpool two. Um. Basically started a bunch of kids, and then uh, Dan Lover and and Joel Matip and Adrian in goal, and then. Lovren had a howler for a, I think the equalizer, but basically the whole controversy now is that Klopp, there's the FA Cup replay falls between the Premier League two week break, which you know the FA of the English FA doesn't apparently didn't talk it through with the Premier League or anything because that's a two week Premier League break. There's not gonna be another any other break, and Lurden Klopp has said, you know there will be no senior players in this FA Cup replay. We're gonna play a team of kids. Which people in England have gotten up all up in arms about how they're not respecting the FA Cup, but as a Liverpool fan, I'm fine with just because Liverpool hasn't won the Premier League ever, and I would take every precaution to make sure that my best players don't get injured in a FA Cup replay game that doesn't, in the end, would affect the trophy that they really want this year. We should also mention the fact that um, the. FA and the Premier League haven't communicated well enough because the no, Premier League yeah. has their winter break, which the FA wasn't supposed to schedule games during. So that's the basis of Klopp saying, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Also, the fact that the U23 players, they've played with a different coach as their head coach. Yeah. So so Jurgen said he's not going to be at the game, which I think is a mistake, honestly. I think okay. the coach, I think their coach, the U23 coach should coach. I think Jurgen should be in the dugout. Right. Maybe okay. not. In yelling out instructions here, like talking to the head coach and talking to him through like what and just, but maybe that this the relationship is where he trusts the U23 coach completely, and they'll just let hand it over, kind of like just you got you got this. I believe in you. Go for it. And remember, this U23 basically was U23 team that beat Everton in the previous round, and so we played a stronger team and tied Shrewsbury so what does that say about Everton just want to point that out shots fired let's talk about uh, the fact that uh, Spurs beat Norwich 2-1 and then let's swiftly move on also by the way they lost uh, Christian Eriksen to Inter Milan so Uh, 20 million yeah pounds euros I don't know sure let's move on to talking about the rest of the world soccer in a segment that we call they don't call it soccer in brackets some do though where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world we haven't talked about already and let's talk about Sasha's second or third favorite team 
uh, they bounce up to the first thing. Like, <laughs> they're playing well. <laughs> yeah, if they're playing well. Especially when they have, like, I, I've gone on Twitter and said how disappointed I am that they, they sign away so many of the good players, right? They're like this money manufacturing machine because they just develop talent. Well, they've done the reverse with Holland, who has now in his second game come off the bench and has raised his goal tally to five goals. And he hasn't even played like full 90s in either game. Uh, Dortmund He's- won. Uh, yeah, do I know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Dortmund beat Kuhn, uh five one, uh, and he he scored the last two goals. Uh, we got goals in the first minute, uh, from um, starts with the G. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, basically, Erling Brett Holland is a, not a revelation to a lot of soccer fans who like have watched him at Salzburg in the Champions League and and Norway in the U twenty World Cup, but to kind of fringe soccer fans who just watch. The big leads like where's this guy coming from? He is electric. He's scored a goal like his goal per minute is like one goal every nineteen minutes on the field, which is insane. And like he's really fucking good. Yeah. So far. And he wants to end his career at Leeds United according to you. Well, I didn't say that. End his career. He said he's a Leeds United fan. His dad played for Leeds United. He was I think born in Leeds. Uh-huh. Moved to Norway. His quote is, "My the dream is to win the Premier League with Leeds United." He should which, have better dreams. I mean, he. I would hope to win. If I was him, I'd hope to win trophies with Borussia Dortmund because he's gonna just light that league on fire. And then also, one of his dreams should be to not ever play for Bayern Munich. I was please, gonna say, please, Tom, please <laughs> don't. After he said he's gonna light that league on fire, I was gonna say, so for Bayern Munich after he transfers <laughs> next year, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, let's uh, also quickly talk about the fact that Bayern beat Schalke 5-0. Actually, let's not talk about that. I, let's we talk about Bayern doing well, the happier I am. Anything you want to say about this? I don't know. I didn't expect it to be a shutout. Like, I mean, yeah. the five goals doesn't surprise me, but like Schalke was on the rise. They were doing, they were running up, going up the table. I guess this <sighs> kind of feels like they just hit, you know, a stop. Speaking of going up the table, I trapped Frankfurt, the team I started supporting this year, and absolutely after I did, they started tainting this this lead. Finally, after first win, like eleven games <laughs> against uh, RB Leipzig, who you know are one of the top teams in the lead. Uh, Amani Torre was an absolute banger from the top of the box, and then uh, Philip Kostic with the Dame Sealer. Um, hopefully, this, they're on their way up now. Because I, although I mean, I have Liverpool, I can Leighton toil mid-table right now i've only have liverpool winning <laughs> i won't be too greedy you know there you go okay all right i'm sure the frankfurt fans forgive you they don't um, they don't listen <laughs> uh, leipzig is at the top of the table 40 points byron in second with 39 in third with 38 is borussia mugladbach dip fedora there and... was a guy in a fedora at their game yeah. Oh, uh, he's their number one fan, and he's obviously obviously listens to the pod. Uh, it was kind of surprising how he was there with his like waifu going like, "Ooh, what's this?" Uh, during the during the freedoms. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, Sasha not to explain what a waifu is to me, and no, Dad, not to explain it to you. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, unless he gives you a members only jacket, in which case you know, throw <laughs> it in his basement in a secret compartment. Here, <laughs> my father handed this down to me. Co- coincidentally, where the uh, neckbeard types store their waifus. So, you know, because mom, you know, they live in the basement. And yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. The pillow. It's, it's kind of awkward probably, to explain to mom. The jackets are probably less sticky, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. How do we... <laughs> These tangents are getting worse as this episode goes on. Um, or more honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paderborn, too. 
Fryboard nil. Uh, Paderborn with a upset here. Yeah, Paderborn keep themselves uh, in in contention for getting out of the relegation spots with this. Uh, Freiburg in ninth place or in eighth place, and Paderborn in seventeenth. Uh, one from the bottom, so this this puts them within two points of getting out of the automatic relegation spots. They it puts them within um, three points of the uh, outside the relegation zone. So. Good for Paderborn to do it. The best part is that they managed to hold on despite losing one of their guys to a red card uh, in this game as well. And Freiburg really unlucky because they had two headers on goal that got deflected immediately after they were headed by their own players. Yeah. So, one off a dad's shoulder, one off a dad's butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good on Paderborn holding on for 30 minutes with a man down uh, in this game as well. Bayer, Leverkusen Beach, Fortuna, Dusseldorf, 3-0, Fortuna... At the very bottom of the table, Werder Bremen currently in the promotion or relegation playoff spot in 16th place. Uh, That's one, not a surprise. Yeah, with a one point behind Mainz. Köln this week, uh, of course, got beaten by Dortmund, as we said before, is uh, two points ahead of Mainz in 14th. So that kind of rounds out the bottom of the table. I really like in the, the Bundesliga relegation race each year because all these clubs are like, sometimes the relegation clubs in other leagues can be like, you know, the, the eye bars of this world that you're like, eh, I don't really care. But uh, in Bundesliga, all these clubs have like storied history. I mean, I guess the other ones have too, but they're but, like, I feel like I have more affinity like, to like the cones of this world. A couple of years ago, it was a team that had never gone down, went down in the relegation right. playoff. And there was a, a few years before that, Wolfsburg, one of the biggest, bigger clubs in Mosquito, was in that relegation playoff game. And they're winning, but you, you don't see teams like, I don't know, comparable to Wolfsburg, like Everton. Mm-hmm. going down really i, I yeah. just don't see it no I, I i think there's just that gulf um of the talent although manchester united like you never know one more <laughs> one more fired manager table manchester united right i yeah. mean it could you could see it them having that like atrocious like sunderland type and let's not, from grace let's yeah not, let's not forget is. you know man city got promoted from the championship not too long ago that this century they were in the championship right right, right so right. like Dynasties happen, teams can change quickly. Right. Crazy things do happen sometimes. All right, with that, well, that's, that's, I think that's all we have for this week. So uh, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? I'm at Olson 716 uh, Tetonics, it's their song at the beginning of this episode and at the end. It's called Lust List. You can find their stuff on Bandcamp and YouTube and SoundCloud and Facebook. I'm at PickupLine. That's L-I-O-N. You can find our podcasts at TWO United Fans. You can find me at Lockstock Spock. And uh, We Call It Soccer is on fine podcast providers everywhere. Please tell your friends to listen to us. We'd really appreciate it. And with that, we're going to bid you adieu for another seven days and see you next week. Bye. Oh, uh-huh.